Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now today's program was recorded at Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom in Pearland, and I'd like to invite all of our listeners in the Houston area to join us at Calvary Chapel in Pearland, where the Bible is taught line upon line, chapter upon chapter, book upon book, where prayer is a priority and where fellowship is something we experience together as Jesus our Savior walks in our midst by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Ray Jensen is the new pastor at Calvary Chapel Beth Shalom, and the Lord has raised him up to lead this congregation in this critical hour just before the coming of Messiah Jesus. Listen today, and we pray you're blessed. Exodus 8 and 1, the second plague, frogs. And the Lord spoke to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your territory with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into your house, into your bedroom, on your bed, into the houses of your servants, on your people, into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls. And the frogs shall come up on you, on your people, and on all your servants. Doesn't sound good, does it? As bad as this is, I want you to remember, God is showing mercy and grace. What? How did that work again? Because he's trying to wake them up to save them from something infinitely worse. He's trying to save them from condemnation. God told Moses, go tell Pharaoh to release the Israelites or face further judgment. This time, frogs. Here we go again with the God system. The Egyptians regarded frogs as having divine power. I know. You're like, golly. Wait a minute. What about the stuff you hold as having divine power? Oh, let's switch off the Egyptians all of a sudden. Hollywood. Man, those guys got it all. Oh, look at them. You ever seen people at a rock concert? They love that band so much. You know what they're doing? They're going like this. A stance of praise. Oh, no, they're just having fun. This is a stance of praise. Who's your God? Frogs here. They had a goddess named, and I'm going to say it the best I can, named Heket. Had the form of a woman with a frog's head. What was the guy on that conjured that picture up? They believed that the breath of life animated the bodies of all things. Uh, that her, her god husband, Kunum, or Knum, uh, created everything, but she, the frog goddess breathed life into them. Frogs were not to be killed because they were divine. And so God would cause another one of their deities to be a curse on them, not a help. America, I want you to take careful notice to how God Almighty uses the false gods of a culture to become its own judgment. What's going on with America? Economy. In the tank. A lot of people's gods up there is becoming their own judgment. I know it sounds ridiculous to us, for the Egyptians, to attribute power to green animals. But here in America, we have given power to green pieces of paper. And it rules the lives of many people. Ask anyone, they'll tell you America's going down. Well, look how God works against a sinful society here. He takes their false gods and He uses it against them. 
Friends, don't let money rule your lives or whatever the other gods are. All these other things that you have put up above God that take priority in your thoughts, that take the most of your time, internet, TV, whatever, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, don't give that priority. Don't make that a God in your life. God just might use that very thing to be your judgment. Most people aren't givers. When it comes to money, most people are not givers because their money is their God. Remember the widow that gave the mites? Jesus said she gave out of her poverty. We can give out of our abundance. This woman gave out of her poverty. Money was not her God. We need to live like this just the same. So the Egyptians are having a time with their frog gods. God, again, demonstrating he's better than their whole system. Exodus 8 and 5. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. Again, the magicians were able to do the same thing. You see, again, test the spirits. Evil spirits don't do good things. They only know how to do bad things. So again, the magicians weren't helping their situation. We already got frogs everywhere. Why bring up more? Everything's already blood. Why make fresh water? Why make more blood? It's not helping. They added to their own misery. You know, again, I'm going to use money as the example because it's so predominant here. Um, this, this idea, if you're trying to conjure up more money, if I can just make more money, I can fix my problems. Let me ask you, is it really fixing your mess? Did the magicians really fix their problem by conjuring up more frogs or more blood? Is more money really going to fix your problem when maybe it's already your problem? Frogs were already their problem. Oh, we'll get more frogs. That don't help. The more money you make, is it really giving you joy? It might give you temporary happiness, but it doesn't give you joy. Joy's bigger. It's deeper than that. If your problems are continuing, things ain't getting better, perhaps what you consider to be a miracle, maybe it's not a miracle at all. Maybe it's the sin in your life that is only causing things to get worse. Now, maybe the thing you think is the miracle is the problem, the judgment. The magicians were able to seemingly duplicate a miracle, but it brought more trouble on themselves, which actually furthered God's judgment upon them. Interesting thought, right? Makes you go into a lot of thinking about what you consider to be miracle may not be. May be the furthering of your trouble. Exodus 8 and 8. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, Accept the honor of saying when I shall intercede for you, for your servants and for your people to destroy the frogs from you and your houses, that they may remain in the river only. So he said, tomorrow. And he said, let it be according to your word, that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. And the frogs shall depart from you, from your houses, from your servants, and from your people. They shall remain in the river only. And so now what we see is a shift here. This is the first sign that Pharaoh might be starting to crack. Because now he does not ask his magicians to repeat the plague, but to remove it. (laughs) I don't want more frogs. It's too much trouble. Finally, he has to go to Moses and Aaron for help because the magicians can't help him out on this thing. 
Previously, Pharaoh had said, I don't know your God. Remember way back, his, I don't know your God. Who is this God you're talking about? He had said that before. So now we see that his knowledge of God of, uh, his knowledge of the God of Israel has now improved somewhat, hasn't it? Pharaoh's getting somewhere. Pharaoh was so distressed by the plague of frogs, he wanted God's help asking through Moses, right? And he was willing to grant Moses his wish. And so it's interesting how Moses allowed Pharaoh to set the timetable for when the relief would start, when the relief would begin. But Moses also wanted him to know the reason for this so that he would know there is no one like the Lord. You see that in 810? There's no one like the Lord. I think that's great. Friends, whatever else it is you're trusting in, it can't do the things that God can do. There is no one like the Lord our God. Your money, your this, your that, whatever, there is no one like the Lord our God. Hallelujah. There's nothing and no one that can separate us from God once we are in Him through Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that our God is like this. There is no one like the Lord our God. So put away all your false gods that you've been trusting in. Don't run to Pharaoh like the Israelites did when their workload got heavier. Remember, their workload got heavier. The first thing they did was run to Pharaoh. Don't run to Pharaoh. Don't run to your false gods when times get harder. It was Pharaoh that put the heavier load on them in the first place. Don't run to a false god. That's why you're in trouble in the first place. Is because you trusted in a false god. Run to God Almighty, the God of Israel. There is no one like our God. I didn't have this in mind. I want you all to say that with me twice. There is no one like our God. There is no one like our God. Exodus 8 and 12. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. So the Lord did according to the word of Moses. And the frogs died out of the houses, out of the courtyards, and out of the fields. They gathered them together in heaps, and the land stank. But when Pharaoh saw that there was relief, he hardened his heart and did not heed them as the Lord had said. You know, I'm aware that I often make headway with some people when I tell them to set their false gods aside and trust the Lord. I'm aware. Some people, hey, put your false gods aside. I'm aware they do that. And people often listen, and they do exactly like that. While the trouble's around, they come to church, they put their hands in the air, and they sing, and they pray while the trouble's going on because they're looking for God to get rid of the frogs, the problem. But as soon as things start to look good again, they're gone. They're out of here. And you don't see them for however long. As soon as they see that they don't need God, they can start functioning on their own superiority again. They shut off God like a TV set, so don't look at Pharaoh with so much disapproval. We've all done this. I've done it. I just want to use this moment real quick to say, don't be like this with God. We have what's called fair weather friends. You ever have one of those? They're only around when things are good. But when things get tough, they leave. But people do the opposite to God. When things are bad, they want God around and they're willing to obey and pray and trust but as soon as things get good they disappear they're too busy for God you know don't you think God notices this I think about all the judgments coming upon America and it's going to get so bad it's going to drive us to want to be in prayer it's going to drive us to want to be in the body of believers it's going to drive us to just get in front of God with such extreme praise and thanks and prayer and oh God help us 
Why can't we just do that now? Why do we got to wait for it to get that bad? You know, we can do it now. God notices this. Old Pharaoh did it, and now he's got another plague coming because of it. But this time, he's not going to get a warning. He's been getting warnings so far. This time, he's not going to get one. You know what? The stakes are going up, aren't they? Exodus 8 and 16. So the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron, stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land so that it may become lice throughout all the land of Egypt. And they did so. For Aaron stretched out his hand with his rod and struck the dust of the earth, and it became lice on man and beast. All the dust of the land became lice throughout all the land of Egypt. Now the magicians so worked with their enchantments to bring forth lice, but they could not. So there were lice on man and beast. Then the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them, just as the Lord had said. So Pharaoh had just said, get rid of the frogs and I'll let the people go. So now the frogs are gone. But this new plague hit because Pharaoh made a false promise. Guess what? He lied. This false God lied. Your false God is lying to you. Your false God is promising, I can make things better, and he won't. This judgment here was sudden. Now, just as much dust as there is in Egypt. You know, I, whenever I think of Egypt, all I can think of is sand. When I think of pyramids, I think of sand pyramids. I think of a, a sand sphinx. Everything's sand. And what did it say? All the dust in Egypt. He struck it, but it turned to lice. How much lice is that? That's bad. Aaron struck the dust with his staff and flying, biting insects covered man and beast. And now as the stakes go up, the magicians couldn't duplicate it, forcing them to admit that there is a God of Israel. (laughs) Nah, nah, there's a God of Israel. Now keep an eye on Israel today. The nations won't let Israel go. It's the same scenario, isn't it? They won't let them go. And God is going to do things that are going to be harsh. And the point here is to get many of them to say the God of Israel is real. This is going to be a global scale. you got to understand this in Exodus to understand what's coming about on the earth that we see in the news today. Let those people go. And they won't. Look what's coming and why. Even Pharaoh's own guys are saying, this is the God of Israel. Oh, just love it. But even still, Pharaoh remained unrepentant. He hardened his heart just as the Lord had said. Pharaoh lied. God didn't. (laughs) Exodus 8 and 20. And the Lord said to Moses, rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water. Then say to him, thus says the Lord, let my people go, that they may serve me. Or else if you will not let my people go, behold, I will send swarms of flies on you and your servants, on your people, and into your houses. The houses of the Egyptians shall be full of swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen, in which my people will dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord in the midst of the land. I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow this sign shall be. 
And the Lord did so. Thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh, into his servants' houses, and into all the land of Egypt. The land was corrupted because of the swarms of flies. You know, I get pretty irritated by just one fly. They drive me nuts. But imagine how bad this was. They're all over the place by the billions. It said swarms, not outside, swarms in the house. But what's different about this new plague here is that God said in verse 22 and 23, I will set apart the land of Goshen and I will make a difference between my people and your people. God made a distinction between the Israelites and the Egyptians. They're different. They're mine. I'll protect them. Hey, you want to be protected? Be one of God's people. Be one of God's people. God was marking His people for deliverance, but the others for judgment. This shows that God demonstrates sovereignty and power. Sovereignty means supreme power and authority. There is no one like our God. He is almighty. He is supreme. He does what He wills. I know I could get all deep into the story here, but all I want to say at this point is that it's best to be in God's will, not against it. It's best to be one of God's people, because as being one of God's, you will have His protection and His providence. No deep mysteries here. God demonstrates Himself with His people. Hey, I want God to show His power through me. Don't you want that in your life too? Well, Ray, I haven't experienced it yet. Well, you need to get under God's authority. To get under God's authority, you have to do one thing. Make Jesus your Lord. That means He's the boss. It means what He says goes, you do it His way. If you were one of God's people in this story here, you'd want to be kept separate, thinking about all these swarms. You'd want to be separate, to think there are dead frog carcasses all over the place, and now flies are here. You want to be set apart. God sets His people apart. If you're a believer in Jesus, you are set apart. You are not set with the people who are going to be set for judgment. You're going to be set for deliverance. Make Jesus your Lord. Make Jesus your Lord. Exodus 8 and 25. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Go, sacrifice to your God in the land. And Moses said, It's not right to do so, for we would be sacrificing the abomination of the Egyptians to the Lord our God. If we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians... Before their eyes, then will they not stone us. We will go three days journey into the wilderness and sacrifice to the Lord our God as he will command us. So Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord of your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Intercede for me. Then Moses said, indeed, I am going out from you and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart tomorrow from Pharaoh from his servants and from his people, but let Pharaoh not deal deceitfully anymore in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. So Moses went out from Pharaoh and entreated the Lord, and the Lord did according to the word of Moses. He removed the swarms of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also. Neither would he let the people go. You know, Pharaoh was willing to suggest a compromise. Uh, He said that the Israelites could sacrifice to their God, but do it in Egypt, not out in the desert. But Moses basically said, that's unacceptable. I'm not going for that. 
the Israelites wanted to sacrifice to God, and that would require a bull. To the Egyptians, and here we go again, the bull was sacred. Frogs are sacred. I'm surprised lice wasn't sacred. Good night. But bulls were sacred. And so instead of going out into the desert, if they sacrificed in Egypt, then the Egyptians would take their sacrifice as a blasphemy to their own God system, right? It would cause a riot. That's why Moses said, if we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes, then will they not stone us? And so Pharaoh's second compromise was to allow them to go only a short distance into the desert. Moses accepted this part of the compromise, but with it, he gave Pharaoh a stern warning not to deceive him again. Don't go back on your word again. This stern warning, it was a very daring statement to make since Pharaoh was supposed to be the epitome of justice and truth to the people. Don't do this again. Don't do this again. So Moses left Pharaoh thinking he might keep his word. Moses prayed for relief, just like Pharaoh had asked, but again, Pharaoh changed his mind and refused to keep his word. It's easy to point at Pharaoh and blame him, but in reality, don't we do this sometimes with some kind of sin in our life? We do it again and again and again. And we say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, I won't do it anymore. Next thing you know, you're doing it all over again. We do a particular sin. We tell God we won't. We do it again and again, not keeping our word. I want to show you something I just saw in Psalm 32 of 5, something we need to do. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. You know, we've got to confess our sin. It's time to just stop doing it, you know, just over and over, do it over and over again, over and over again, breaking our word, breaking our word. Now it's time for us to confess our sin to the Lord. I don't know what your sin is right now. I don't know what you're dealing with. But there comes a time where we're going to have to do some confession. You know what? It's time to do like I did. It's time to take the God of money. Get rid of it. It's time to take that God of drugs. Get rid of it. Tear it out of your life, guys. Get it out. Stop telling God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then you don't do it. What happened with Pharaoh? The judgment got worse and worse. And Moses says, don't do this again. There are sins in your life. You need to literally look through your life and find out which page that sin is on. And you just get it out of your life. It takes that. Confess it. Get it out. Wow, look at that amazing thing. It has to be God. Does it help you? Does it jive with the Word of God? More frogs didn't help. More blood didn't help. More money ain't helping you. You better discern that spirit, man, and figure out what you need to do with it. And stop telling God that you're going to do something and not do it. You need to tear it out of your life and get rid of it. Confess your transgressions to the Lord. He will forgive the iniquity of your sin. Thanks for listening today. And please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 
713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus. This is John Peake with Israeli Self-Defense and Fitness. We are the new breed of martial arts and fitness designed to give you the understanding and skills to defend yourself and your family against an attack or threat by an armed or unarmed attacker or multiple attackers. We're an international organization led by former Israeli soldiers with a curriculum that is simple and effective. You owe it to yourself, family, and loved ones to be able to defend against any assault should the need arise. We are followers of Jesus Christ, led by His Holy Spirit to provide a safe and functional training environment to develop life-saving skills and increase your physical fitness beyond what you may think is possible. We offer group, private, and corporate training. Call today and mention KKHT to get a 10% discount on your membership. Remember, you owe it to yourself and loved ones not to be a victim. Visit us on the web at IsraeliSelfDefense.net or call 713-53-TRAIN. That's 713-538-7246 to get started today.